Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome, young adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I get to interview the awesome Heather Gallagher. Uh, she is the head X of technology for Burning Man. She's on the advisory board for Andronoma Entertainment. It is a, a tool for psycho-spiritual development. She does a lot in the world of augmented reality, and uh, there's a lot of shared interests we have on sustainable cities and, and XR technologies and Burning Man and all that stuff. So I'm super excited to talk to her today. And so without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Heather Gallagher. Hi, Hello. Dylan. Hi, everybody else. Great to be here. Thanks thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm, I'm glad to have you uh, be here with us. And it- Looks like you've had some interesting heroes and heroines, so I'm glad yeah. to I'm glad to be amongst them. Yeah, uh, yeah, heroes and heroines. Heroin sounds very much like a drug, and I it's it's hard not to say that without that connotation slipping into the field. Oh, true story. But yeah. we'll, we'll still give it still give our girls a little bit. Heroes, of time. heroes, all uh, all as honorable, all of them of the people for the people, and 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 that is a beautiful thing. You've got some awesome like headphone. <laughs> bedazzleness going on right now. I'm just trying to understand what is that? Well, I decided very early on during this whole pandemic situation that we should have us, if we were going to do this, let's have fun with it. So, you know, this is my natural office environment anyway, but then I've got filters with the snap, you know, this is a snap camera sparkle filter, which brings me to light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could have a cat on my head or a, you know, hat made out of toilet paper, but this is kind of more my, this is, this is kind of my natural environment. Uh, And then these I recently got when my other headphones died. I've actually had a couple pairs, but yeah, these light up. This is gamer tech, man. If we're we're not going to have fun with this right now, when are we, you know? That is super epic. I I realize just how much time I sat with my butt in the chair. So for a while, it was like a brown wooden chair. And I'm like, why am I so uncomfortable with life? And then I realized, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm clocking in some hours here, so might as well. Just, just get comfortable. You actually look like you could go into orbit in that thing. I was going to ask I'm you about floating. that before. Yeah. 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 It's the, it's the black abyss. It was one of those things that I I'm choosing without choosing. So I'm just going to go with nothingness, you know, and it's, it's the opt out of backgrounds. So, <laughs> but, good. but I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to have you here. And yeah, I, I do get like a Bernie man S vibe from you when I'm just looking at the thing. <laughs> um, so let's start there. Um, I've I've been three times. Um, I would have gone a fourth, but you know, as pandemics happen, wasn't able to make it. Uh, but you definitely are much more seasoned in the world of Burning Man. I'd love to first jump off with that. Uh, how did you get your start with uh, being the head of technology? What was that journey like before I jump into other journeys? I mean, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief because, of course, it, as with everything, it was a several-year process. I mean, I'd never heard of Burning Man, and then I landed in San Francisco and right in almost in the heart of it with Cacophony Society and all these people. They wouldn't stop talking about it, and I was like, people are kind of weirding me out, actually. They're like, come to Burning Man. I was like, maybe you should shut up, um, and, uh, and eventually... I joined all those people and, and um, did some things for the cafe, which is sort of the center. Center camp? Uh, yeah, center camp. Um, the, uh, the, you know, the big structure in the middle, that's kind of like the town hall and, and, and yeah. that space. I did th- some things there for a couple of years and started taking pictures. That's how people know me as camera girl. That was my first job. Um, and then meanwhile, I started volunteering. So mm. I volunteered and photo edited the website and I did my own photography and produced websites. This is 
way, 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 way before Flickr and things like that and digital cameras are just coming online. Um, so I started volunteering and doing website things and the whole time then I was, I just kept poking. I was like, this is, this is where I need to be. I'm available. Here's what everything I can do. And after a couple of years of small projects and volunteering mm -hmm. was in the right time, in the right place. And they said, just, you know, what do you want to do around here? And I was like, haha, I'm going to take over so-and-so's job. And they're like, actually, yeah, yes, you are. Um, so I, I volunteered my way in is the short answer. Well, I, so many times with a lot of things, like how do people get places is by giving, you know, and Burning Man way in culture is, you know, you give, you give, you give, and then, you know, the playa provides and things come back and you get these unique, weird, unpredictable things that pop up. Uh, it's Joseph Campbell doors open that aren't available to anybody else because you're on that path. So I think that's super cool, but I'm sure it's been fraught with disaster and fires and electrical storms and all of that. What has been, what have been some of the more hellacious stories, let's start on a positive note, that you've gone through with technology at Burning Man? Because it's really, you're basically forcing humans, not forcing, but you're forcing the, the environment for humans to live in this environment, right? We, we don't belong in and say, hey, we, we are now here for X amount of time. So what's been some of those some of those uh, experiences you've had that made you uh, appreciate some of the uh, the, the uh, technology infrastructures that we have here. Yeah. So, so my role, you know, was is was the technology year round for all the office things and the the fires that go on there, as well as then the event where a lot of the fires that there were scripted. So, nope, no need to panic. I'll tell you when to panic. Um, yeah, I mean, things that you know go smooth. I mean, it was such a long gradual climb you know when i came in there was under a dozen paid staff and like two locations at the event that needed internet to sell tickets and a t1 line and things like that and then jump ahead 17 years and we've got you know ridiculously complicated wireless microwave point-to-point -point, you know net network 75 on-site customers uh, you know, that's to run the city. And that was everything from internet connection to printers to really, really complex custom software solutions, you know, that were going on behind the scenes to operate the event. Um, so it's, you know, the growth, it just every single moment, every single year was a, a victory, you know, on, on the tech side of stuff. I'll say, gosh, it was nice to never really have to worry about like search engine optimization. You know, we had the opposite problem, which is that we're like kind of too popular. <laughs> so every, thing, every glitch, every ticket sale that, you know, hit the fan, which there was definitely a couple, um, the whole world was going to know about it. So we weren't trying to get like people to pay attention to us. We were trying to make sure we didn't blow it. <laughs> um, you know, and, and given that a lot of the Burning Man playa experience is about being unplugged, um, you know, so the good news is we weren't necessarily providing a lot of tech services to the participants, but gosh, it sure requires a lot of tech to make a city, you know, of eventually 80,000 people run seamlessly. And hopefully most of that is behind the scenes and the things just scan and the things just work and you get in and get out and forget about tech, except yeah. those of us whose job it was. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that's really, uh, uh, I'm always fascinated by and really under, uh, try to wrap my head around is there's like the 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 hero uh, stays alive long enough to become the villain. And in so much in Burning Man's culture is the unplug, disconnect, get away. But all of a sudden it became kind of this this mecca for Instagram selfies and 
and you know corporate uh, advertisements and things like that to a degree, right? And not the not the that's not that they actually do that. There's there is a strong uh, culture there, but how do you balance out the success and popular of being that cool kid while while trying to re retain that? Um, I don't need to be cool kid. I don't need this. I don't need the like. How do you balance out those two things? It you know it was an it was and continues to be an ongoing effort. Um, you know as people more you know as cameras got smaller and smaller as other people brought in cell towers. I mean the organization itself was very much against that um, because we didn't want people to be you know who wants to see everybody at Burning Man like this. This sucks, right? You know that's not that's not Burning Man. Burning Man's like yes, let's dance. Um, and but you know there was a there was a moment when it was like we you can't beat this rising tide, you know, what can we do to acculturate people? Um, what can we do to remind people to, you know, to actually drop into the experience? And then sure enough, of course, many, many folks try to capitalize on the sort of imagery that's there. Um, and that, that, that was, you know, something the organization protects very strongly because it's not the backdrop for insert your latest cool music video here. Like the people who made that, they made it for themselves or for the other people who are also co-creating together and they didn't make a cool thing just so you could, just so you could, you know, kind of riff off of it. Um, but it, you know, became a constant process and a lot of people in the community report things when they see it. Certainly mm -hmm. there's been some big missteps by some big company types and or things like that, where people, you know, lawyers have had to do lawyer things. Um, and then there's a lot of folks who are just yoga teachers who are sharing things and you kind of have to pick your battles, right? Yeah. Is somebody doing something that's in the spirit? Are they making a point of crediting the art and the artists? Um, are they doing something that's in the spirit of the principles or the culture that you're trying to promote? Are they a big, big fish or are they just a little fish and, and is it obvious that they intentionally did things i mean they would catch people who would like set up elaborate productions just to shoot footage for <clears throat> things like their champagne companies and those are the ones that got really big talking to us and sure. you know and, and set the standard for the whole community that it's not okay it's it's not you know it's there to experience and to enjoy and to celebrate but it's not there to be your hype machine but it's a constant conversation it is such a challenge because it's like, yeah, the the live and let live vibe of Burning Man as well as, but no, like no, the, the the no asshole policy, the no, like you don't pee on the floor. I saw someone peeing by uh, at uh, the at the playa like on the ground and then he just got snacked, like just someone just grabbed him. And I was just like, good. I'm glad that there's people doing that. And it, it, it's, and so it's a, it's a, it's a weird, unique ecosystem. What a, what about it? And we'll, we'll shift through this to other things that you do. It won't be the whole thing. But what other, like, what about it do you think, like, what made it so successful? What makes people want to, like, go back to? I mean, a lot of people have difficulties growing communities. And it seems like Burning Man has a difficulty pushing people away from the community. Um, so Yeah, what, you want to know what the secret sauce is? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna, mean, of course. Everything. I'm going to put in a bottle and sell it. That's what <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. Just don't use any Burning Man imagery. Um, so, you know, I mean, of course, we've talked about this time and time again. I mean, part of the secret sauce is that there's no one secret sauce, right? Mm -hmm. There's no prescription of thou shalt have this experience and thou shalt have this struggle and thou shalt take this away and you shall believe these things. It, you know, part of it is that it's left wide open so that 
whoever shows up, whatever they need, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, at that time, you know, that they're going to end up finding it and they're going to take away and make, make their, their own meaning of it. And, you know, we, you know, I always said, you know, I'd say people would show up for the party and they'd walk away with a WTF just happened in my life. You know, it turns out it's the biggest personal transformation boot camp ever. But, you know, that one doesn't just, you know, that one doesn't really sell tickets. Welcome to the mm -hmm. biggest personal boot camp ever and dust. Um, but, you know, so it is because so many people showed up, found their way through it on their own. You know, let's say every week at the, at the event is its own hero's journey, right? If you can get your 10 up, survive and get out the other side, you know, intact with a relationship and or having fed yourself and, you know, kept your mind together. That's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a struggle. The struggle is real, right? But if you yeah. come out the other side of that, inevitably people are changed. And sometimes, and 99.9% and .9 for the better, and every once in a while, you know, that better comes after they've, they've had to dismantle their life and build it again. And when you touch, when people are touched that deeply and their lives are profoundly changed that much, and when they see such absolute awe-inspiring inspiring beauty, as well as some, some really random shit, um, are we allowed to cuss? Um, you know, but, but there's so much there that when people are just touched that deeply, they don't, they, they want to tell two friends, right? So Burning Man never advertised. It never, it, if there was like an ad in like 1996 and some, you know, teeny magazine in the Bay Area, but there's never been advertising. There's only word of mouth, sign up for the newsletter. Um, you know, there you go. Like entirely, right? I've, yeah, I've never, I've only had, I had the same type, ish type of experience of the onboarding to the Burning Man of all my friends like, you really like Burning Man. You should go. And I'm like, for years, like, no, that's what I try to explain. Explain to me like, ah, it's, it's dusty. It's sandy. It's hot. It's this, but it's really cool. You burn stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. But then you go and you experience it and it does have um, uh, a transformational kind of effect. Uh, one of the things I do think that's really powerful about it and is there's a, um, there's a freeness in it. That's like, everyone's like, Hey, come play with me. And then and some and then you go no I don't want to play with you like okay and then and then someone else you want to play with me You're like okay and then you go and so there's kind of like this uh, Joseph Campbell the the there's called the the, the Buddha's golden story where mm -hmm. you have the golden Buddha and you shed away that and it's basically your inside self and and we constantly armor up or protect ourselves from life but I feel like in Burning Man it allows us to kind of let that inner child be free whether that that child is you know off learning about neuroscience at some interesting talk or or running naked down the streets with sand between their toes it's just it's Both. Of, yeah 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 and and that person's probably running on the stage to go give the presentation they're probably the, the neurosurgeon <laughs> who's about to give the talk yeah i know that guy actually yeah, I've um, met before. <laughs> yeah i mean it's a but that's the other thing is it's a permission engine right mm -hmm. like so much of society programs us into our boxes and our cubicles and our our roles and our you should do this and you should do that and and the you know the the world, you know, you're born these fresh slates and then the world puts all this context on you and then expects you to stay there. And then, you know, the true growth comes when you shake off all that, all that BS. And Burning Man's a place where you can go and it's a level playing field. It's different. People who are billionaires can go just be weirdos and tights, you know? I know that guy too. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and or people who are, you know, they can go 
the entire context is make believe. So you can reinvent yourself however you want to. And some of that might be more make believe. And some of that might actually be finding more about who you really are. But you have permission to play, permission and encouragement to push the button and to put on the silly outfit and to dance and to do all the things that we naturally would have done as kids until people put us in boxes as you know adults and said, don't, don't do that. You, you got to get a real job. A permission yeah. engine. It's a permission engine. Permission engine. Yeah. For, for you in particular, I mean, what has been some, how has it affected your journey? What has been some <laughs> lessons and takeaways for you? What is there has, I, I mean, I know it's like, hey, tell me your, your 17 years worth of insights. And <laughs> eh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, buy, buy more I got a lot of I got a lot of boots, man. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know, it was it became a place. I mean, I was rock and roll before I was Burning Man. I had friends who were musicians, so I'd always learned to really surround myself with the just most creative crazies you can. It's always better to be with the band or part of the show than it is to be just a consumer. Though some some shows are great to consume, but what it you know what it became was when you learn there that you can show up and author yourself for a week. What am I going to wear? What am I going to do? Let me just relax my grip on everything and let the synchronicity and the magic unfold. And it starts to do it, you know, phenomenally. You know, the playa synchronicity is a thing. And then what it does is it teaches you to have not just faith in humanity, but faith in the universe and faith in yourself that you, you know, that you're not necessarily just a, a victim or you're not, you know, this the life isn't happening to you, but that you can shape it and that you can shape it in delightfully playful, funny, colorful, creative and brilliant ways. And that eventually it becomes, well, I can't do anything else, right? At first it starts with, oh, we can play this space. And then it suddenly you cross over at some point and you're like, you know what, I can't play any other way. And so there's just an authoring of your own existence, your own looking, your way of being, your own attitude, your own approach, your own, you know, playfulness, where you learn how to really take take the reins on your world and decide how you want to steer. And what, you don't get that everywhere. Yeah, no, everyone else is like, for most other societies, like, okay, welcome to our, um, welcome to our institution, school. Mm -hmm government job business these are the rules we play by and, and it's basically you know there's it, it's very much uh nerfed in a lot of in a lot of ways to to for their protection for you know whatever things might be but in burning man it's very much a um there are no rules you do you and and and, and if we come together great if we don't because try to find somebody at burning man is always a joy um you know meet me here on wednesday at two o'clock you know, at, at K and two thirty or whatever, the chance of that person actually being there—it's so—it's so limited. So, but the but that three that, three words you never want to hear at Burning Man. I'll be right back. <laughs> I've come across friends, and it's like, oh my god, there you are! I mean, like you exist. I'm so happy. But yeah, no, you're right. That's it. it there's a there's. Why is that? What do you think it is that like Burning Man gives you permission, but nowhere else does? Like, is there is there a way? I mean, is there a way to construct a sustainable city that's got that energy outside of that? Is that does that only work in a two week cadence once a year? Well, like, is, like what, do you what I've done and what you know, when I say that moment when you cross over is I'm a portable permission machine. I've mm -hmm. just given myself permission 
you know, you don't go around the world with purple hair and dreadlocks and, you know, with, you know, without having granted yourself and everyone around you some permission to like bring it. And eventually, you know, you realize as long as you're paying your taxes and not hurting people and don't touch children, you know, you know, as long as you're like good, good people, that there's no reason that you shouldn't, you know, bring it and be more colorful. And, you know, you got, you know, I'd like to say wear the right costume for the party. If for mm -hmm. some reason I'm appearing, you know, at City Hall, actually, I mean, I bring all this to City Hall in San Francisco. They love it. But, you know, there's a moment in time when you, you put on the, the more professional looking things and you, you, you know, or you, you, you play to the right to the right crowd. You wouldn't want to show up in court, you know, with like a tutu on bad move. But um, but you, you know, you it, who says permission has to come from outside? That's fair. That's fair. The. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that everyone's like, oh, just be yourself. But like, don't don't get too big. Don't do whatever. And like and like a lot of times, like, let's say family or friends or other people in your life that know you a certain way. But maybe I want to go as the name Sally from now on. And that's who I want to be. Right. But then I have basically my entire societal structure going, no, you're Dylan. I know you your entire life and that's who you are. So stay in that box. Right. And so, yeah, you do. You can give yourself permission. But there's also this weird you're kind of your identities anchored down by the people around you in your life. And so how do you, how do you break through those identities? And maybe this is just my own self question for myself and for reflecting, but, yeah. uh, but looking down at that, it's, it is one of those difficult challenges. I've, I haven't seen very other places that are like, I don't care where you were any other place, come here and be completely different. Right. And I'm just trying to, I was trying to see if like, is that, is that a, is that replicatable outside of the like bonfire that is burning man? It is. I mean, it makes yeah. it possible because it is a, a world that is temporary. Mm. You know, certain parts of, of Burning Man wouldn't necessarily work 365. You know, our, our founder, uh, the late Harry Har Larry Harvey used to say, you know, he didn't want to necessarily be responsible for, you know, a, a thing if the event happened for longer than a week and a half or, you know, or whatever that, yeah. you know, some of some of the magic that's there with that, that container and the struggle and the logistics and the heat, you know, that which which kind of gives you enough roughness to then really rise through your hero, you know, your, your hero's journey to, to mm -hmm. survive out the other end. Some of that is only so, you know, it can it only after a couple of let me clear that after that, a few weeks of that, it becomes a different kind of problem. Um, and so that's what the whole thing became about is what are the principles, how do these events and communities form all over the world and, and what is, are the qualities so that they can start creating that in small places, right? Like those regional events um, all around the globe and communities and the 10 principles were teased very reluctantly out of Larry years and years ago when people are like, how do we do this? And he was like, I'm not gonna make a doctrine, you know, I'm not going to write things on stone tablets. And everyone's like, tell us. And it's like, okay, sort of. Um, and that was done, that was done to at least help identify the qualities and the principles that help shape the, the main experience so that when people wanted to cre create communities or events, and if they wanted to be officially affiliated, that they at least knew some of the things that were in place and that sort of was a de definition of that space, which makes little pockets of permission everywhere. Mm -hmm. But again, that's just, a, that's just an event and that's just a weekend or a camping trip. The true part is then when you start to weave it into, into how are you weaving that into your daily life and how are you showing up civically, locally, disasters, arts, local creative culture um, and doing it every day. Cause that's, that's that's the important work, not if you can do it for a weekend. Yeah, it's the, uh, can you shift from the, a moment in time to a way of life? And that's, 
that's a big challenge. If, if but you, so worth it. So worth it. No, it, it's a huge. It, it's it's a whole like I mean you know bushido way of life type of thing that if if you can truly be absolutely free with who you are and be a good person and live in that and live in the moment it's it, and then it is it is a, a utterly free and experience the 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 challenge is, is that we're never one thing we're just as we, we're a balance of things we are yes we are a, a a spark that only lives in the present moment but we're also concerned with the past and the future you know we are it, there's, there's always like things and we are an individual self but you are a part of the collective whole it's it's, it's this weird thing you know we all want we all want to be autonomous and free but we all want to be accepted by the tribe right and so it's like how do you balance out those equations um going into this you um, run around with a tribe who's just as multi-dimensional and wacky and fun as you are that's what that, you do and then you and then the ones that are maybe a little little 2d or a little less you invite them to come along and play too you try and you try and level up everybody's game or at you least give them, them the, give them the invitation right yeah yeah you call them 2d, <laughs> 2D. <laughs> not, yeah. that's what it's now that i've been working in spatial technologies and things yeah. like that it's like oh yeah there's like 2d tech there's 2d people you know the ones who kind of just do one thing and that's their one thing and i'm like i live in a multi-dimensional world and i'm a multi-dimensional girl <laughs> I was almost going to start to do some some poor karaoke to that, but the uh, <laughs> looking at the you, you said you you've gotten into a lot of this um, uh, XR technology and that stuff. But what was what was the shift from from the technology at Burning Man and what you're doing there to then jumping in into XR technology? Can you talk to me a little bit about that transition and how you got into that space and why? You're yeah, in yeah. I mean, I mean, doing technology, doing all this for Burning Man, what a phenomenal phenomenal thing, you know, and we're family forever, forever connected, you know, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, after 17, 19 years of, of doing it, it, you know, then various evolutions and things, it was, it was time to move on. And so I spent some time looking out in the world, you know, literally you, you look out from there, you're like, what on earth could be as remotely interesting as this, this circus, you know, and, and truth be told, even though the culture and the event is very innovative from a technology you know, standpoint, I, I was doing a lot of spending a lot of time trying to bring people just into some of the '90s tech, you know, um, in, in certain corners of deep infrastructure and things like that. Yeah. So, as a technologist who could see that so much, um, it wasn't necessarily that, you know, technology is not the core function of the organization. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I spent a lot of time looking around, and I thought I came up with okay. Um, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, creative technologies, and a bit of transformative technology. Those were literally the pillars of places that I thought were interesting. And especially with VR and AR, I mean, to me, this is the, and I've given keynotes on this, this is the, the next, this is the new canvas for humanity, right? Much like Burning Man, Black Rock City, people went out there 30 years ago-ish and they saw this blank canvas and they said anything is possible here. Well, I had that experience, but then what I saw now was, was this blank digital canvas, much like the internet was 20 and 30 years ago. Now we have this multi-dimensional digital light-filled playgrounds and it's uncharted territory. And we get to play with light and holograms and immerse human beings in experiences and content and story. And this is this is uncharted. This is the new frontier. And I like to play there. Love it. No, I, yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm being someone who's had my mind blown several times at Burning Man and also in virtual reality and, and augmented technology. It's yeah. It's there is a magic 
that creates this giddy excitement that makes you want to go deeper. For you, did you have a magic moment, whether with VR or AR or anything, where you're like, your mind was blown? You're like, oh my God, that was cool. Is there a, a moment in time that you can think of that kind of gave you that feel of the magic? Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, I mean, what I really fell in love with, I'd done a little bit of VR. In fact, people had bringing virtual playa projects to the office for a decade, mm. you know, so that, you know, that and that you see it, you'd seen it for years of like, there's really a here, you know, a there, there when people can recreate or have 3D you know, video scans of a thing and you can be immersed in it. Um, but the, the, you know, technology that really I fell in love with, at least it lured me out enough, you know, to go, to go jump on board and do that for a couple of years was immersive augmented reality. And most people have not had that experience yet. So this company, um, the last startup I was with, Enclu, was working with the HoloLens mm -hmm. and was producing things um, for, you know, for consumer entertainment um, and literally taking these things that were designed for enterprise and putting people into fantastical worlds. Mm -hmm. And that feeling of I'm in a headset, but you can still see the world around you, right? So you're not mm -hmm. disassociated, you can talk with the people next to you. But now I'm also amongst and interacting with responsive holographic things and I can make sparkles in the air and I can touch mushrooms and make them wiggle and I can lay on the floor and look up under a thing and there's art from my you know, friends and you can play with it in new ways. Um, it was as close as I have ever experienced to being in the heart of Black Rock City at night, right? One of the most beautiful things on the planet with everything in motion and light and beauty and all this just, I, I drink it in. And now here was something that was absolutely poetic and magical, you know, to, to literally be interacting with light. And, you know, now there's, there's other things like immersive VR with, you know, where there's smell and heat and other things that they'll pipe in and you can be a stormtrooper, and that is wonderful. But um, something about bringing the digital realms into the human space and being able to interact with it, um, it's, it's just beautiful. And it, and it literally, if we've had, you know, had like, you know, show, show guys at conferences come through a big digital garden and come out the other side and be like, I think I just had a spiritual moment, you know, like tears, <laughs> tears. I mean, I love that. And tears running down their face. And you're like, yeah, like, it's beautiful. Let's you play. You can give spiritual moments inside VR and AR and in terms of things and you can, whatever you want to call for lack of a better term, but where your perception shifts on a fundamental level and you feel transformed from that. I don't, know the the right verbiage behind it but uh when you're talking about i remember coming out in the playa and and going out uh when and then for the, like being inside a closed tent inside all darkness like okay let's go outside and then you go outside and then there's just thousands of colors and light and everything and the whole sea is moving in the scar starlit sky and it's like ah and i have a i have a theory about this uh which i feel like what is what is awe the word mm -hmm. awe and I think what awe is, and I, by the way, this is total bro science. I don't know if this is 100% right or not, but I'm just going to say what it meant to me was, was I think there is a rendering issue that happens on your eyes. And I think what happens, what I mean like this is like, when you try to spin up something that's, that's, that's got a lot of rendering, uh, like on your computer, if you're trying to write high quality video cards, you need a stronger graphics card, like a 1080 or, you know, whatever that graphics card might be. But when you're going from like no visibility to where all of a sudden you go in and you're taking in all this data. Now I'll say it's millions of points of lights going across you in a twirling bike stratosphere, of, uh, you know, cosmos of bikes going around a circle. Your brain goes, ah! 
because like trying to render, 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 render. And that is, that is like the, the awe. Same thing how with Yosemite, you're going through the little tunnel, you come out and you see this giant landscape and you're trying to take this all in at once. You get the sense of rendered awe. And I'm wondering, and that has a spiritual uh, transformational effect on that. There's so much beauty, it like reaches in and touches your soul. And, um, and I don't know if you had any thoughts around that, but it was just one of the top of minds when you're talking about that. Bike. No, no, it's beautiful. And I, I know I know that moment. I mean, my favorite thing to do and still is to go out in the middle of Black Rock City just amongst everything and things on fire and blinky lights and da-da and just, just ground down and just like suck it all in like right here. And like literally I can feel like the, the energy pulsing through my body and down into the ground. And 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 I try to do that every time I find a good blinky light show, honestly, because it's, <laughs> it's there. But, you know, I, I always say it makes me wish I had more eyeballs. Yeah, 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 totally. Like when something yeah. is so gorgeous that you honestly wish you had my, more eyeballs and in some way because it's filling you so much that you wish you had an extra heart to put it all in, almost like a spare leg. You know, you wish you had, you know, you could just, how do I how do I load this into the system and, and tap into it when I need to? But to, you know, to talk about awe, I've done some research on it, but, but it's 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 uh, it's she it's she science for certain, not not bro science, but <laughs> but you know, and, and it, but it is there, there's science and studies about it, and you, you know, all comes when when you you know are kind of presented with something that takes you out of yourself, mm -hmm. right? That that may and hopefully in such a moment of of delight and things that you you literally are connected with, you know, something bigger than yourself and and are you know are touched by some you know some some power in that case it's the power of this collective creative light filled blinky bike rodeo and or the, the human creativity that goes into it but something that you know can literally take your breath away and or takes you from from the experience of, of i to the experience of wow you know and and it kind of frees us from that that the the burden of being an identity and an ego and all that when it, and if it can pull you out of that into that space where you're just really just in wonder of our existence in the universe i think that's that gorgeous moment you know where where yogis have learned to surf and to find that in every waking moment is the is the whole point if you, yeah if you could ride that storm the, the the challenge with that they said like you know because it's like living in like kind of the deepest sense of flow but otherwise you might get might become like a might get lost in that flow. Otherwise, you'd be just being your whole life, be spinning around in circles, going ah, everything. You yeah, know, you, so. you got to drink deeply from the well when you come across it. But then you yes. still got you still got to do the laundry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got to fill up. You're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's only as good as if you can yeah. if you can continue to like you know do good on the planet because otherwise we'd just be you know wandering around with you know la 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 and that's that's not that productive for what you know this is a different yeah. playground we get right now. But drink it's deeply. Cyclical. <laughs> cyclical yeah. for sure what yeah. would you since you you have so much experience just in the world of, of the, the the burning down side and also on xr technologies how would you i mean what would be your principles or uh top of mind thoughts around designing these types of experiences what are some of the recipe elements what goes into the soup carrot or potato what what yeah. makes these types of experiences do you think yeah you know a lot of the good principles for just design that mm. that are good in in the real world like feng shui mm. right and, and things like that 
are essential when you're doing virtual things. Now you can also get into psychedelic, ungrounded, la la, but where we are right now, which is great, certainly let's go on those rides too, but where we are right now, most people have barely stepped in or have never stepped in or have maybe put a toe into these digital dimensions. And I think it's, it's important to realize that when you're encompassing humans with technology or it feels like they're being encompassed in technology, if you're bringing them into a digital world or you're bringing your digital world to them, that it needs to be done with the utmost respect because these, these, you know, this, this immersive tech and things like this, you're, you're affecting people in, in deep, deep things, right? Deep memories, childhood things, you're the, the full spatial awareness. It's not like if you watch a horror movie on a small screen and you can kind of keep your hand on the cat and be like, this is, a, this is you know, this is just a movie. It's Poor like cat. you are really taking people into new worlds and it should be treated with the absolute respect and that you're, you know, given the opportunity to present, you know, imagery to people Let's, let's choose wisely. I saw an article this week or somebody said, finally, they think, you know, VR is going to get out of the zombie shooter thing. And I'm like, yes, because that has zero interest to me. But light-filled gardens, wonderment, meditative practices, helpful tools, like bring it. But why would I, like, there's enough horror and, and pain in the world. Sometimes you want to maybe tell a story and you need to illustrate a painful point or teach people not to be jerks. Um, but you, you always want to use this, you know, to leave, to lead people towards good and to have them feel affirmed as humans, not, not the other way around. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. The, the, the challenge with us being humans and having the power of choice and, you know, also us being inherently lazy, uh, is that the, the fact that we're both right. We both, we want to be heroic. We want progress. We want achievement, but also we want it as easy as possible and spoon fed in our mouth. We want a warm bath. We enjoy the benefits of, of after the achievement, but we don't like the sacrifice to, to get there. So the, the zombie shooter is an easy way to get an effect. It's scaring people is I, I, and, and, and full, full transparency. I've done horror hackathons. I've ran a number of virtuality hackathons and I've done a couple of horror hackathons. It's easy. And the Schauderfreude harm joy you get from seeing the pain in others is alive and well in the gaming culture. And 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 it's because, you know, things like Doom and other things have, have, have it's it's really easy to play to base emotions. That's why sex and violence will sell forever. You know, it's a, speaking to the reptilian brain. The the other challenges, and I, but I do believe that virtuality, the point of uh, virtuality in and these other types of technology is really to allow us to become the dungeon masters of our own lives. <laughs> and and create our full potential. And I, I I truly believe that it's just much harder. And it's like, well, do you want to do you want to do you want to you know laugh your butt off and watch Netflix all day, or do you want to get out and try to make the world a better place? And it goes, can I have both? You know, that's a. <laughs> And so, and so that's a, it's a, well, the, the great, the great myths of the world, you know, the ancient Hindu tales, you know, all these, all these epics, there are violence, there are struggle, there are, you know, there is, there is, you know, evil, there are bad things in the world and that, that, you know, without the darkness, the light would not shine so bright. Right. And, th and these are part of humanity and, and something I would never suggest people censor it. Um, but you know, and, you know, engage with it limited, and to be aware of what you're doing, you know, yeah. and 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 to maybe not capitalize on it as so much, you know. And the other thing is also just baby steps. You know, we were creating holographic worlds for people, and we had in our, you know, in our 
minds and documents, you know, multi-layer, I mean, we're doing game design, right? Multi-layer world, how do we throw this all this? It could have been an entire playthrough universe. And I was like, yes, but most people who are walking in the door right now, this is, this is holographic experience number one. Yeah. And you just let like, let's keep super baby steps. Like, let's keep it safe. Let's keep it simple. Get them in a couple, a couple hand gestures. We're not going to throw the whole menu of tricks and, and tips and techniques and toys, but, you know, because most people need to assimilate this because it can be a bit of a, you know, are we in a simulation? Like you're, you're talking about piercing through realities, right? Because yeah. now there's new digital, there's new worlds that I'm in and new worlds that are in my world. And it, you know, and it might trigger some things and you kind of want to give folks like ease them in, ease them in. And then, and then when you bring them back, make sure you're doing something respectable for it. It, it, it sounds like everything you're saying is interchangeable for extended reality or, or burning man. It really yeah. does. Like it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm hopping from both sides of the fence as you're talking about this. And, and you're, you're totally right. There is, we are literally designing worlds. We are digital gods that create a landscape of our own choosing and we can put people through this. And because of that, you know, comes a lot of responsibility. Um, with these technologies that that you're creating the augmented reality i know you're a part of the andromeda entertainment we can talk a little bit about this what excites you most about this this technology and having it being used for good what is there any certain pieces or areas that that you are excited about the technology that's here now or maybe a couple of years out yeah i mean there's so much cool stuff happening there's so much cool stuff and um you know, I know you've had Skip Rizzo, I think, on, and he's he's such a you know such a wise man and doing so many things for therapy, yeah. right? So people who have experienced true horrors in the world, military, whatever, you know, now using it for PTSD. Um, a lot of folks are now looking at how can this become you know partnered with psychedelics for psychedelic th therapy, you know, in clinical appropriately, da 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 da, you know, formats and. Um, I think those are great current uses. Even Andromeda, you know, uh, as a, um, a dance game, so it's about embodiment and physicality. And you know, I, sometimes I go downstairs and do a lunch lunchtime dance break, and I'm grooving, and you know, and I'm I'm having a great time, and I'm having I'm having a workout. But I don't right. think of it that way. I think of it like I'm I'm dancing and grooving and having a good time. Um, you know, things that are coming coming now and or online have to do with like social gathering in these mm -hmm. digital spaces, right? I don't know if you right. went to the virtual Burning Man's. Um, I went through all of that like a, you know, like a great explorer uh, uh, should. And some of the some of the worlds are still up. I literally was in a happy hour, you know, in, in alt space a few days ago. And, and this this is, you know, was a thing that wasn't exactly like Burning Man, but it was close enough that a, b a bunch of us were like having a great time, you know, including staff members flying flying around a virtual version of Burning Man, literally next to a friend of mine who's in another state, but we're both in our basement and our headsets. Now, this is where it gets interesting is, is when we can be together in these worlds and do things and have crazy wackadoodle adventures, just like we might do if we were together in person. And even some of the things that are coming online now, like some of what Microsoft just um, announced, there's some of their capabilities, basically is like a meshing of um, alt space and the HoloLens using the avatar oh. pieces of it. So imagine a within a couple of years, we could have a virtual concert, people are being captured volumetrically and performers are being sent into a virtual world. People from all over could plug into that with a headset and have a, a concert. They could be like hanging out with their buddies next to each other. And at the same time, people could possibly be just having the holographic 
augmented reality version of it and all be hanging out together. So we could be gathering at a virtual event, some of us in a full immersion, some of us in an augmented version, in either avatars or volumetric someday having sharing experiences you know that barely exist i mean we're getting into some seriously like reality bending stuff it's groovy it's yeah. really cool and i'm excited to see where this goes a, a billion percent i mean being yeah. in virtuality for a number of years it's like it's it's it always feels like especially in the development space it feels like you're building a town in the desert being like a trains are coming Right. And but now it's here, you know, with the, the new headsets, and the new technologies and, and you know, uh, all the ones that are coming out. It's like you put it on. It's, it's good. And you can and there's people in there and and it still can be a little wild, wild west. But that 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 social connection is super duper powerful inside the space. It's not, you know, 100 percent fidelity rich and you have all that stuff, but it's, it's enough to have an amazing time with people and where um, you, you can get you can lose yourself in the moment and forget that you're, you know, your avatars and you're, you're actually jamming out to the music or you're singing or dancing or sh shooting zombies together. Same Tell group, them. same group of people <laughs> who, who would normally be standing around at a party, like, you know, yeah. talking smack I, and having cocktails. Here we are again, except everyone's in headsets around the world. Like yeah. same, 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 same circus, different monkeys or, you know, yeah. Have you yeah. had have you had a moment because there's been a couple of times with me where I just like I've lost myself in social VR situations and things like that where I was just like, wow, that was so fun. And I got that that thrill of being next to my friend. Um, did you do you have a moment that you can that you can recant of some uh, impactful social experience that you had like that with XR tech? So I was fortunate enough to be invited in early to a lot of the early worlds for the when, for the virtual Burning Man as the multiverses were getting built, you know, just because of, you know, yeah. because I mean, it's like the intersection of everything that I am, right? Exactly. And I, I knew people doing it. Yeah, so I'm grateful for that. And uh, so I went in, the one that was in Altspace, I got invited in like back in like April or May or, you know, something super early while they were just, just scratching things together. And... Um, I'd never been in alt space before. Finally, got my quest out of the box. Uh, things like that, <laughs> and uh, and and within five minutes, we were. I was standing in on the the temple, right, listening to an artist talk. You know, who was kind of they were kind of bringing in early sneak preview folks and talking about what was happening and what the temple project was going to be. And I'm standing next to this guy who's been giving me a tour because I showed up late because you know the headset issues or whatever, and. And we're standing there and he's like, a, a friend of mine just, just died. And I was like, wow, you know, a friend of mine just died. Turned out we were talking about the same dude. Whoa. So five minutes into the virtual Burning Man social, you know, experiment space, there I was having an actual authentic human connection, plyosynchronistic moment. And it, you know, it turned out we both knew him. Actually that guy had been on the Andromeda board um, wow. And uh, may he rest in peace, boss. But so skip ahead a, a couple of days. I'm yeah. on a Zoom call with another friend, and the same guy's name comes up. And I was like, I just met him in VR. And then we're on this crazy Zoom adventure, da da da. Like a couple hours later, the guy's like, get back on. And I, and I was like, it's like 2 a.m. on a Saturday, man. You know, it's pandemic. And he's like, get on. And I get on, and he's he's gone and gotten this guy on a Saturday night and pulled him onto a Zoom with us. So now I've met somebody in VR. We had an honest to goodness, yeah. you know, connective human moment. 
Turns out he knows a friend. Now we're having a Zoom thing. And the next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. I'm laying on my bed with two guys. And this one, and this new guy is playing the piano because he's, he's, he's one of those people, yeah. right, who builds virtual worlds and, and plays, you know, plays, plays the piano. And I was like, this is, that is just another wackadoodle Burning Man adventure stretched over form, media, immersion, tech, remote tech. And, and what a beautiful thing. And I, I knew then I was like, this, this is going to work. It's already working. This is, wow. this is possible, right? You Isn't felt, that a great story? <laughs> no, you felt the magic you, and, and that, and that um, weird um, cosmic synchronicity where you, you come together and, and just how the player provides, you get that, that magic. It, it does sometimes feel uh, that we are living in some sort of virtual video game to an extent because things do line up, things happen where it's like, what are the chances that you'd meet that person, that you'd both know the same people, that you'd have an interconnection out of the billions of people that come together? Um, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing. Do you have any... Um, is there? Do you have spiritual beliefs around this? Is this? Is this a tech? Is it a, a technological hedonism, or what is it? What, what's your? What's your personal? What's your personal uh, uh, beliefs on this issue? Just, just curious because all the synchronicity stuff. Yeah. No. Um. I. I. I, I do. I mean, I've. I've done a lot of study of different esoteric traditions and things like that. And, and you know, what I have learned and what has been proven to me time and time again is that is that synchronicity and, and these beneficial opportunities exist all around us all the time. And there's and, and what you need to do, A, is stop holding on so to everything and trying to control and force you know, manipulate everything so much you know to loosen your loosen your grip on everything a little bit and let it flow that it helps to have a clear vision and an intention of what am i trying to do or manifest or, or even just put it out there in the world gee i'd like an apple uh, you know and and but then what you have to do is is use you know use your your acuity to sort of look around and be like oh well if i apply myself just enough in this direction or if i make that one phone call or if i put this thing out into the world i'm not forcing it but i'm at least i'm at least kind of putting some energy and intention towards things i'm, I'm trying to manifest or whatever and then when when the universe answers when somebody walks in and hands you an apple i gosh i wish somebody was here to hand me an apple but sometimes that stuff happens that's a whole other story that's a whole the apple thing is a whole other story but you know when when it happens when somebody turns the corner and hands you the thing or when you, you need to you need to take a second and you need mm -hmm. to you know recognize it you know kind of uh, kind of celebrate that thank it you know and and then you kind of you learn to steer by it like oh well i you know i was looking for this da, da, this showed up it showed up three times okay it's knocking on my door i i know that that's the way i should go and so what you do is you you learn that the synchronicity you know the universe is always trying to give us tools and options but you kind of got to learn to surf it mm. you know and and honor it and recognize it and and then it just starts to flow Right. It's when you're trying too hard. You know, there's a lot of people who want to manipulate a situation or, you know, maybe trying to connect the dots a little too hard. There's there's gentle intros and then there's there's, you know, trying to push it. And that always feels awkward. But if you kind of just learn to surf it and celebrate it, it'll just keep going and going. Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. But it's, it's a it's a it's a balance of those two of like I have my in destination of what I want, my intent. And then I'm just kind of, kind of let everything slip and slide, and I'll, I'll, I'll go with the flow, kind of like a, a, a ship sailing into the wind. It kind of goes back and forth and zigs and, and uses that as a propellant.
versus like just straight brute force in your way because then it feels like Mm, that seems a little painful. You got that. there, but you kind of were a jerk along the way. Well, yeah. Burning Burning Man was where I learned to trust synchronicity, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and you know, there is a whole story about, you know, apples and this and that, because the, the playa provides was, was a thing. Yeah. And you learned that there's no such thing as a straight, you know, a straight path. And that, and the, you know, along the way, you know, like you said earlier, someone's like, hey, you want to play? You're like, no. And somebody else is like, you want to play? And then the third time you're like, okay, you want to play? And then what you realize is the thing that you thought you were going to get way over there, the person that you needed to talk to was right here. And suddenly, you know, the, the, the CEO of the company that you were thinking about out in the real world is now giving you a pedicure and has become your new best friend because you just sort of said yes to something the universe was asking you for. Now, your mileage may vary. But yeah. right, it's no, you're right. It, it's weird that it, it's you're like I couldn't have planned this. It's that's the I couldn't have planned this vibe, and you just you go through it, and that's the thing is if the same thing is true with, and I, and that's why I feel like there is there is a microcosm of what happens in Burning Man, which happens in real life, what happens in XR technology is the the intention and the will. So if the intention and the will is like, look, I want to. I want to use this technology to help transform people for the better. You're like, okay. It's like, okay, well, show show me your 18 month business plan, and what are you going to be doing on month nine in terms of? Like, I don't know. I just want to help people. I want to go that way. <laughs> I want to go in that direction. How does that? How does that? Um, how does that tie in, or does that tie into? And I and I I, I love the philosophy. Of it. Does that? How does that tie into the Andromeda being on the board there? And is that? Is there? Is there? Um, like personal view alignments with that, with like what you stand for, and that's why you're on that board, and that resonates with that kind of journey. Or how do they all? How do they all sync up together? I mean, they create. I mean, first of all, to go back, yes, you you know, we can't just live in flow state, and we can't just rely on on little baby miracles. You know, you got to do the business plan, and you know, and sometimes just take the random phone calls, right? Um, and you know, Andromeda creates. Um, immersive experiences that are meant to evoke the flow state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so in addition to a meditative app that responds to vocalization and the dance app, they also did some work with Android Jones, who's working on like, you know, a v one of his gorgeous VR, his gorgeous yeah. VR project. And, you know, so we had a lot of alignment around um, what they were trying to bring to the world in terms, you know, in terms of these, these self-care entertainment is what they called it. Mm -hmm. And, and they were, you know, then I had known the founder for years and things like that. So we 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 hit it off, and and I was kind of their spirit their spirit animal, and you know what they're doing is, is creating experiences that feel good to, for humanity to have. Yeah. And so we're absolutely in alignment with that. And and they've they've done some of their own experiments with you know holacracy, mm -hmm. and I was like, really, how's that going? Um, but you know they they they've got. They know they know what they're doing. I mostly just just mm -hmm. to do a lot of cheerleading and occasionally ask the hard questions, you know. But they, um, it, it's sort of like once you put that out in the world that that's mm -hmm. what you want to publish. Yeah. Then you start to attract that. What yeah. is it? Holacracy. Holacracy. Uh, that's a sort of organizational governance where it's instead of people having sort of like a hierarchy structure structure and really rigid job descriptions, um, there's sort of people kind of self-nominate the roles and things that they want to take on, and uh, theoretically, it, it everything gets covered and it all works out. Your mileage may vary for certain on that. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's a. In theory, it works great, and it, and, it, and maybe there's some sort of hybrid structure to that. I know Valve's tried that, and other people in terms of um, 
uh, who, just the will of the people, whatever you want to do. Uh, but then it's like, well, nobody wants to do this one thing, you know. And that, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the that's the challenge of of those of those those blended environments in Burning Man. Like you have a group, you have you like just show up and make things happen. Yes. And there is a gigantic structure of people that allow that to happen that you can just show up and just camp. It's like, well, did you get the permits? How did you make those tickets happen? What about that guy standing at the gate? It's a, it's a, yeah. So, okay. So then spirit animal, do you, I'm just curious about the spirit animal bit. Are you, do you, do you envision yourself as a, as a, as a certain type of spirit animal or is it just the, the, like the embodiment of like, love and technology oh you know well i mean for me it's whatever the right spirit animal is for the party i'm at right <laughs> sometimes, it'll, sometimes it'll be a unicorn sometimes it'll be a peacock sometimes it'll be a unicorn peacock um so yeah fun. i have i actually done that but i i could i could i could do that do, by the, do, yeah i'll be right back when you're when you're talking about, i i i believe it uh actually when you're talking about that one thing that made me think about uh you're like uh, uh peacock Unicorn, unicorn peacock. In my mind, I just it just jumped into this. The areas, the the NFTs. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I totally know right. what you're talking about. This has been a fun topic lately. Yeah. So, uh, just anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's it's non fungible tokens. And um, would you like to Heather? Would you like to explain just a little bit of what it is and how it could possibly relate to a peacock unicorn? <laughs> I'm not certain about the last one, but you know, I mean, <laughs> and, and NFTs are unique digital mm -hmm. assets yeah so it's it is it can be anything that is digital like uh an audio recording or a digital piece of artwork or a 3d model or somebody made one out of their first tweet um which are then you know hosted into a blockchain a blockchain technology so they are assigned a unique number just mm -hmm. to keep it simple and people are now um, able to purchase these. And sometimes for really, really large amounts of money, if you ask me, you know, $30,000 for a, you know, a Gucci dress or, or, you know, you could buy an Android Jones piece of art. So, uh, so in a way, these the, you know, digital costumes, artwork, et cetera, memorabilia moments, anything that can be digitized can be assigned and made into an asset that people then collectors um, buy. Um, and it's both inspirational and brilliant and insane at the same time because you're literally people are putting buying a, you know spending a lot of money for something that's really just a bunch of data assigned to a hashed index thing on you know on, on a crypto world. Um, so it you know it's 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 phantomware, right? It barely exists except in in a conceptual realm, but yet. Um, but yet the people who are doing this, I think, you know, are, are like people like you and I who can see the digital future and believe in it and have faith in it and, and are investing in a, the, the future where our, you know, the digital assets have as much of this, not more meaning than some of the physical things that we have. So it's a super interesting space. Did I, did I, what's your take on it? No, 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 great. No, I, you're totally right. What you're, what you're talking about is I think of them as digital baseball cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a sense of the, that people, you, it, it just is a thing that you collect and people find value in collecting that thing. Um, and to answer the, is it more valuable in terms of real life stuff or digital stuff? My niece and nephew would totally agree that digital is more like, they're all about Minecraft. 
And if they, because they want, they want Minecraft and other Roblox and things like that. And so, but they want to be able to have those digital items. They want those digital assets. They want to be able to do, so them, it's more important to, to have those digital assets for them and their friends inside that, that landscape than it is like, you know, on the outside at all. So I guess the, the, the one thing that I, I struggle with understanding with the, the NFTs and really trying to wrap my head is like, it seems like buying art for art's sake versus producing a some sort of valuable asset like like in terms of a like a functionable like a, like a something that's it's a, you're not you're not you're not getting a like a a digital screwdriver for lack of a better term right i know there's nothing that i can really i other than doing it for art's sake and so that's my only thing is beyond the sheer collecting baseball cards for the sake of collecting baseball cards i would love to see it and i have no idea how this would work how would you be able to have it create something of value, something that would be ex like that would be other than its own inherent valuable? What would how would you make it into something that is, you know, beyond just an art asset that's digitally traded? Um, but I don't I don't know. And maybe yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully I fully appreciate as a as a Halloween baby and costume girl and, you know, 20 year burner who's got you know, I, I got I got a lot of costumes, man. Yeah. You know, and I love them in the physical space, but let's face it, we haven't used any of them in a year and my closet's full. Um, but as we're now showing up in digital worlds, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, yeah, you know, I'll pay, give you a couple bucks a month so I can have access to things to make my avatar look cool because I'm, I mean, look, look at me, man. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress up for this party for certain. And that, but that's a functional-ish thing. I mean, it's decorative. It's a, you know, it's not necessarily a tool, but I, I understand when it comes to art, I, you know, I, and I think some of it is just our people fans of the work or the creator yeah. Yeah. and, and they want to have access to a thing and say they own it, be it, you know, an, a little audio snippet from their famous favorite rock star or their psychedelic painting friend or whatever. Um, they just, they just want to lay claim to it. I mean, I, I even went in and, you know, I bought like some blockchain versions of the house that I live in basically just cause I didn't want anybody else to have it. You know, I was like, it's like, this is kind of weird, but like get off of my yard, you know, I'm just going to buy up the whole, the whole little neighborhood here and sit on this. <laughs> and I'd get like an NFT hose and just spray them. Get off my lawn. Cause yeah. it, who knows? You never know which of these is going to become something else that is built upon in a digital space. But some of it is just fun. Yeah. Some of it is potentially speculative and some of it is really curious. <laughs> it is, and, there, and the thing is, you're right. I mean, part of it is, are you, do you buy the art because you respect the artist? Do you, do you buy it because it's going to be some sort of like the future Facebook oasis ecosystem where you're going to have to buy pants and t-shirts that are only available through that, that those means that that's another, another, another means to get there. Um, but you're right. I guess you you buy it for different reasons some more practical, some just because you want to. Um, it's great for artists because it's a whole new market, right? I mean, right. musicians have not been touring, et cetera, et cetera. Even Burning Man artists who you know, are working in the physical realm as more and more folks are doing things in the 3D design space, if they could create digital versions of, you know, and some of them are you know, versions of their things that could not only be experienced in 3D and virtual worlds, but that could also somebody could invest in, mm. great. That's a great, actually, something I want to talk about a little bit is is the the artist is infamously known as being the 
the the broke wayward soul and the areas and but there's these new frontiers that are opening up augmented reality and virtual reality these nfts that are happening i mean what would you recommend to young artists that are looking to kind of like plant their flag and be able to you know create a sustainable living with this is there any advice or recommendations you'd give to um uh, young aspiring digital artists and on what to do and how to get started in the space well the good news is if they're already digital artists they're they've got a leg up at least in the modern world because you can't really be anything a commercial entity in this world at this point without also being a technologist and a business person you know because you're going to need websites and newsletters and or facebook pages um and you know unless you have somebody do it for you and that that's you have to get to a certain genre of you know a certain level of, of experience um i mean i think definitely anybody who's creating any kind of art these days either brands or individual artists or things like that that investing in learning how to also have 3d assets is really huge because as more and more and more of 3D things are coming online, be it you know projection walls or virtual worlds or augmented things, um, the 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 ability to have things that you can work with in a 3D space um, and and be prepared to have a presence there, I think is key. I mean, I saw something today like Shutterstock bought Turbo Squid, right? This is oh, like wow. a couple months ago. I think this was a couple months ago, oh, wow. and I was like yeah that's a smart move right yeah. because there's turns out there's all these marketplaces with 3d assets in the world and as, as we're building and, and using effects and things like that the technology is no longer flat so if and if you've been drawing beautiful digital sketches this way is there a way to turn it into something that people can experience in a 3d way in various formats because you're going to get you're going to get more of an experiential connection if people, if they can walk through your psychedelic weirdness as, as well as see it on a screen um, and then possibly have more places to expose it and share it with the world and, and what a cool format to work in. So I, the world is not flat is my advice. That's great. And just uh, Shutterstock is a photo um, uh, place where you can, you can buy different types of photos uh, that are standard stocks. And then in TurboSquid is a 3D modeling uh, website where you can buy a whole bunch of 3D models from. I've bought webs uh, things like that. I've actually had them, I think I've had them sponsor hackathons um, back in the day um, for just getting 3D content out there. Um, and so the suggestion being is to, hey, build your own kind of online digital <coughs> slash 3D portfolio of, of, of materials that you can reuse and rehash because later on you might find another purpose um, you know, for that peacock unicorn that you created and be able to like, you know, bring it into another reality, maybe, maybe rig it um, and, and, and be able to put some animations behind it and then go ride that through a, some sort of a landscape. So yeah, or somebody might buy it to put it into an augmented reality thing. And it could be, you know, squirting out of the back of somebody's iPhone as, as part of an experience or something like that. Yeah, the, the, the advice is to get to, is to get ready for the 3D world and to, to learn to be as comfortable in that as you are in, in, in some of the 2D spaces. What's your what's your hope, um, either with the, the companies you're a part of, the boards you're on, or things like, what is your hope for this immersive technology? If you could, if you could, uh, you know, what is your holy grail for this digital new landscape coming up? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, it, it's interestingly, it's similar to what draw, drew me to Burning Man, right? Which is, I'm very inspired to create experiences, containers, events, content that you know bring awe and wonder to to people, and that 
give them permission, you know, to, to be bigger and um, brighter versions of themselves. And sometimes you might do that by inviting them to a virtual world where they can create or they can fly or they can be an avatar with a goofy thing. Um, and sometimes you might do that by, by creating, you know, creating a space where they can have that moment of awe and they can connect with the, the divine creativity, you know, that exists within all of us, the, the, around us, and, and that hopefully they can be touched in a way that, that makes them want to generate themselves and generate the world around them, you know, in a thoughtful and colorful and creative way. So that's a long way of saying I want to make cool stuff that makes people want to be cool people and do cool things and make cool stuff, but with the whole spiritual stuff woven through there, right? I get the intention. I totally agree with it. There's the, there is the, um, Yes, and I know we still use the word cool, and I and I've, I I use it I use it all the time. But the yeah, it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You you want to make things that that you you love that is that you enjoy that inspire other people to be better, and then that and then along the way there's there's the, the transformative effect, and it, it's the Burning Man culture is like, look what I built. Come through my experience. How do you feel now? You know, do you want to go talk to God in this phone booth? Like, what is there's like there's so many things. Um, uh, there's so many things that we can create. Um, and I think with this, you're right with this, this new digital landscape that's coming online, you can really kind of claim any place, any flag, um, and really kind of, you know, make, make a world your own to show people. Yeah. Um, and I was, the one thing I would tweak on yours is yeah. not necessarily making people better because who's yeah. to say what's better, but making people freer within the constructs of, be a good human, don't be violent, you know, no bias and, you know, uh, don't be racist, you know, but, but other than that, to really free, to really free people to express themselves, you know, giving people permission to express yeah. themselves is huge. And it's incredibly yeah. difficult because there's so much fear around the, the, I am not insert thing. Um, and that's a, it's a really big challenge. You're right. It's a, not saying you must be better. You yourself is not good enough. It's, it's like, well, what, what do you want? Because we all, we all want certain things, but we all like our struggle to do it by ourselves. Why, why, why don't we go out by ourselves for a week with a Vipassana and just sit quietly amongst ourselves? Why do we go to Burning Man and go and do this? Because in some way, shape or form, the community helps us be more us. And, and that is the, the power of that, of the Burning Man culture. And also um, if done correctly, you can, you can do it in other spaces as well. Yeah, there's something, there's something poetic about these places and experiences and the technology that let us tap into our, our power of creativity. And I, and I think so much of the world has us have to compromise so that, you know, and, you know we got to check the boxes, do the taxes, those things. And so when we can create those spaces and celebrate them and, and where we, we, we can create pockets for ourselves to truly be free, right? If you wanted to go create you know, something that, you know, maybe only you liked, but it was really therapeutic and really great for you to like do those sketches or do those things. And that, that tapped you in with, with your own creative powers and your own delight, then I want to enable that. Yeah. And I want to enable it in every space, place and tool that we, that we can. I, I, I think it's beautiful. And it, I had a lesson um, years ago, uh, then I have a question for you and we'll, we'll start to wrap this up is, um, so years ago I went to, um, I went to Peru on this, uh, we'll call it a spiritual journey, right? Did, I, <laughs> did some time there. Um, and I, I actually visited this tribe on, on Thanksgiving and we brought a whole bunch of like chocolates and candies and other things to give to them. And we're like, oh, hey, here you go, everybody. You know, um, you know, felt a little bit like Oprah. You get a bag of Skittles, you get a bag of Skittles. 
but the one thing that I noticed that they that they like they jumped at they fought over but they just reached and went for it it wasn't the candies it wasn't sweets it was pencils and notepads like mm. that was the thing that they would just 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 give it to me and I realized that above just pleasure like there is a need for creativity there is a innate you could be in the the jungles of the amazon uh you know next to the Mallorca river and and and, and it is it is um it is crazy to see the need for that creativity and and to see that it's just you know it was just their own personal desire uh, what with that my question is this what rituals activities systems uh sequences things do you do to get into a creative mindset how do you give yourself permission to express yourself because it is uh, being creative is a vulnerable activity do you have any do you have any other rituals or daily activities that you do or any advice you'd give on the top of the of helping someone express their self with creativity yeah yeah i mean i'll say that i think first that creativity is our most intrinsic quality I mean, we are creatures that came from that have been created from something, right? Some, I mean, look, I mean, what a miracle and a mess this is. But like, I mean, but some some divine potentiality created us, and so when we create, we are tapping into our own divine nature. I'll keep it simple there because that's an entire other podcast. Yeah. But and so I so I think everyone has a creative angle. I think everyone has a creative talent. I can't draw you know, or the darn, you know, and, and things like that. So it's not about like, oh, I, I have to do everything perfectly. It's it's that that the act of creating as it flows through us is incredibly healing. And I think it's an incredibly core part of our nature. Now, I personally, and I'm very creative. So part of my challenge is I have all these visions and all these things and they take time and resources and glue and, you know, and tools and things to make. So I have to kind of, you know, rein it in and, and which ones do I need to, sometimes I'll just draw them to get them out of my head and then I don't actually have to make them. Um, but it's important to do things like go offline, you know, go out in nature, um, you know, instead of, again, like that, that, there's no straight lines, you know, like instead of like really working so hard on a, on a problem or an idea, you know, put it, put it to the side and, and, and get, get some fresh air, get some fresh brain space, go, you know, take care of your body, do everything that's not about just ruminating on that and see, and see what emerges. And, you know, you've got to just practice, like, you know, it's a, it's a yoga tradition, you know, to do things like just doodle, or sketching a book without attachment. Like it's the more you start doing things, just little pockets of it, even if it's just doodling on the on the subway on the way to work, whenever we do that again, um, finding those little pockets and giving yourself permission to not be goal oriented or driven or to have to do something perfectly um, and, to, and to not be attached to it is, is, is key. And then you'll start to learn to trust it and maybe something interesting will come up. And, and also when you're making things like, the mistakes are where things get interesting. That's where you make a, another patch or another layer. Or you put another coat of something on it, and things like that. So it's important to remember that, like the 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 process needs to be joyful, and it's never going to turn out like you thought it was. Um, and and it can just be it can just be you know you can just play and be unattached, um, and be surprised at what emerges because it could be really cool. 
and then we could buy a digital version of it someday. <laughs> yeah, bake some love and joy into it, and then uh, and then and then make it make it available to your Patreon accounts with some MFT. Uh, yeah, 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 and I make sure it. to 3D model that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I love it, uh, Heather. This has been awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you can before you tell people how they can get a hold of you or what they do? Yeah, doing? I mean, I'll just say. Um, get ready because it's super exciting there's so much cool technology and coming in the world and also as you know we come back out of our homes the the roaring 2020s you know people are going to want to come out and play and dance and delight and i want everybody to do to do all that as much as they can um and then the in terms of getting in touch with me part um yeah i'm just going to say we're going to have a chance to play again soon and everybody should play i'll write you a note if you need a permission slip i'll write you a note um and then getting in touch with me i am literally about to finish my website this or next week so those folks who are watching live might not if don't go look for this right now but hopefully in a week or so it'll be at uh, heathergallagher.me heathergallagher.me yeah beautiful beautiful yeah. Heather, thank you so much for your time. This has been an honor and a pleasure. And um, I look forward to seeing you um, either in the, in the playa or in the digital wild online. All of that. All of that. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Talk okay. to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, Tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.